The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Friday, September 30th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news made possible when you shop Amazon using my links at buzzburbank.com. The CEO of the Wells Fargo Bank was on the hot seat in Washington for a second time yesterday to take another dressing down and some tough grilling from lawmakers. John Stumpf was asked if cheating the customers was the company's plan at the start of its new account sales push. Stumpf denied that it was and promised his interrogators the incentive program ends today, Friday. They asked Stump if he ditched some company stock in 2013 because he knew a scandal was coming. He said no. Stump was not asked if the company would stop firing employees who didn't reach new business goals. The bank has fired over 5,000 employees who'd set up the phony accounts. Stump testified he was deeply sorry for violating the customer's trust, and he said, I want to apologize for not doing more sooner to address the causes of this unacceptable activity. Wells Fargo made millions through accounts set up by its employees in the names of real and unsuspecting customers. Stumpf has now agreed to give back $41 million of his salary and to skip this year's bonus, however many million that might have been, plus $19 million in stock options. That's about one-fourth of what his salary would have been this year. All of this has happened on his very expensive watch. Stumpf's been the bank's CEO for nearly 10 years. The person in charge of selling bank product has given up her bonus, $19 million in stocks, and her severance pay because that executive, Carrie Tolstett, has been fired. And if the Wells Fargo stagecoach is riding roughly now, the road may get even bumpier. Quoting one of the lawmakers who thinks Stump should go to jail, Your problem is coming. You think today is tough? It's coming. When the prosecutors get a hold of you, you're going to have a lot of fun. It's been said here before that bankers never go to jail. Let's see if that's about to change. As for whether the nation's banks could tank the economy again, as they did in 2008, Fed Chair Janet Yellen says it's much less likely. Yellen told Congress this week the country's banking system is in a much better position than it was nearly 10 years ago. She says the banks and Wall Street have grown stronger again, partly thanks to new rules from the Federal Reserve Board. Federal investigators are still trying to find the cause of yesterday's commuter train crash in Hoboken, New Jersey, just across the river from New York. The train came speeding into the station and crashed into the terminal building. One person died in the crash and over a hundred others were injured. Donald Trump says he wants to keep the embargo on Cuba and reverse the progress in U.S.-Cuban relations. But it was during that embargo in the 1990s that Trump spent money there to explore a real estate investment. That fact was discovered by investigative reporters for Newsweek who say that in violating the embargo, Trump broke the law. The reporters say Trump knew his hotel casino resort company was spending $68,000 to check out this investment opportunity. And Newsweek says the money was spent through a charity to make it appear the transaction was legal. Americans are allowed to give to charities in Cuba but banned from doing business there. The Trump campaign denies any violations, and quoting campaign manager Kellyanne Conway, we're not supposed to talk about years ago when it comes to the Clintons. That's an obvious reference to Bill Clinton's infidelity and to charges made against the Clintons, none of which were proven. Trump has said if elected, he would fully endorse the embargo unless Cuba ended its human rights abuses. The same embargo Newsweek says he violated 
Quoting Hillary Clinton, this report shows Trump will always put his own business interest ahead of the national interest and has no problem lying about it. Several news organizations report the Trump Foundation may have broken the law by failing to get a permit to collect donations from the public. Once again, a big newspaper has felt forced to endorse a presidential candidate who isn't Donald Trump. That's a first in this paper's 143-year history. The Detroit News says Trump is unfit to hold office as well as, quote, unprincipled, unstable, and quite possibly dangerous. He cannot be president, said this Republican newspaper. But in avoiding Trump like the others, the Detroit News went a different way. Instead of endorsing Clinton over Trump, the paper chose libertarian Gary Johnson. That may have sold some papers to many millennials and others who say they cannot in good conscience vote for Clinton or Trump, apparently even if that means a Trump presidency. Even the Detroit News in endorsing Johnson has admitted he has virtually no chance of getting elected, but it said an endorsement of conscience is never wasted. The Detroit News says Clinton would be better than Trump, but that she's not endorsable because of the, quote, controversies. So after nearly 150 years, Detroit's consistently Republican paper is supporting a candidate who cannot name a living world leader or remember what Aleppo is. USA Today doesn't endorse presidential candidates, and this year's no exception. But the nation's newspaper, whose editorial board is balanced between liberals and conservatives, is advising its readers not to vote for Donald Trump, calling him a dangerous demagogue and a serial liar. The Donald Trump bandwagon is bigger and stronger than many expected, especially since many didn't think he'd make it this far. The race has become so close, everything about it is a surprise, including Democratic New Hampshire, with its four electoral college votes, becoming a swing state. It's happened before, and that's what has Democrats nervous. When Al Gore lost New Hampshire to George W. Bush in 2000, Gore wound up losing the election by four electoral votes. New Hampshire essentially decided that election. And it's there that Clinton leads Trump by only 1%. So Clinton went to a college campus there this week with Bernie Sanders to try to sway millennials who were leaning toward libertarian Gary Johnson or Green Party candidate Jill Stein. Those two candidates currently have 5% of the vote in New Hampshire, and Clinton needs those votes to beat Trump. Sanders talked up Clinton's debt-free education program and urged everyone to get out and vote. Quoting Sanders, it is imperative we elect Hillary Clinton as our next president. Clinton is working for every vote she can get from every corner. The issue of child care has brought proposals from both candidates, but Mrs. Clinton has stepped up the competition by proposing child care not take up more than 10% of the parents' income by law. She wants working parents to get a tax break that'll keep their child care cost to 10% of their income. Clinton's already proposed paid leave for new parents, male and female. Trump has proposed making child care expenses tax-deductible, and he's up the ante with six weeks paid maternity leave for new mothers and 100 bucks a year toward child care for parents whose income is so low they don't pay taxes. Now there are 10. We had heard that hackers had been poking around the voter registration rolls in Illinois and Arizona, but... CBS News says as many as 10 states have now been hacked. The CBS report didn't say which states. Still, none of the data was altered or deleted by the hackers. The FBI director has told Congress it would be virtually impossible for hackers to influence the outcome of this or any other election. FBI Director James Comey was uncharacteristically emotional as he faced yet another grilling before Congress about the Bureau's investigation of Hillary Clinton's emails. 
He was back on Capitol Hill to talk about that voter registration hacking. The email investigation found no criminal wrongdoing by Clinton, nothing at least that could be prosecuted and that there was no evidence of criminal intent. But Republican lawmakers remain suspicious that Clinton got a pass because she's a Clinton. Suspicious that people questioned about the emails were granted immunity in exchange for their full cooperation. Suspicious of everything about the emails and the investigation thereof. Comey again cooperated with his inquisitors, answering their questions and enduring their criticisms. And then, said FBI Director Comey to Congress, You can call us wrong, you can call me a fool, but you can't call us weasels. Adding, there is not a fair basis for saying we did it in any way that wasn't honest and independent. The November election is now just five weeks away, but the voting's already begun in seven states with more to follow soon. They're accepting ballots now in the battleground state of Iowa, as well as in Idaho, Illinois, Minnesota, South Dakota, New Jersey, and Vermont. In none of those seven states do voters have to say why they're voting early. Other states require a reason. 37 of our 50 states have some form of early voting. In Oregon, Washington, and Colorado, every registered voter gets a ballot in the mail without having to ask for it. Washington and Colorado still have at least one place where voters who prefer it can go to the polls and vote in person on Election Day. Over a million government contract employees are getting seven days sick leave a year from now on. About half those workers had no sick leave at all. The rest had fewer than seven days. The change comes by an executive order from President Obama, who's also ordered contractors to report what they pay their workers, broken down into job category, gender, and race. Again, the president has acted because Congress would not, refusing to pass the Healthy Families Act, which would guarantee most Americans that seven days sick leave. For now, all Obama can do is give it to people employed by companies hired by the government, and that he has done. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Here's a way to really help support this free daily newscast and get more entertainment for less money. Compared to Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime Video has three to four times as many streaming movies and it costs a dollar less per month. You can subscribe to Amazon Prime Video through my webpage on a monthly basis for just $8.99. Amazon Prime Video has thousands of TV shows, including award-winning original series. But if you love movies, Amazon Prime Video is the one for you, and for a dollar a month less than Netflix and Hulu. And Prime Video is now available on a monthly basis at the lowest price in streaming. Subscribing to Amazon Prime Video, or Amazon Prime, also available monthly, helps you support this free daily newscast when you go through the links you'll find at buzzburbank.com. Gonorrhea has grown much harder to treat now that it's becoming resistant to the last two drugs available to fight it. The antibiotics azithromycin and ceftriaxone used in combination were the last treatment options. This year, seven gonorrhea patients could not be treated because the disease was not responding to those drugs. That, says the CDC, puts 800,000 Americans at risk for untreatable gonorrhea. In the meantime, researchers in Louisiana say they're working on an antibiotic that may offer a new treatment option. Often painful in men but hard to detect in women, gonorrhea can lead to unhealthy babies and infertility. Only the use of condoms or abstinence can prevent the spread of that sexually transmitted disease. Depressed people don't just drink to forget, but in a way they are treating the pain. 
A new study shows that alcohol has the same effect on the brain as many of the fast-acting prescription drugs for depression. Doctors have long believed that alcoholism is linked to a need to self-medicate. Researchers at Wake Forest University say they've finally found evidence that's true. An intoxicating amount of booze worked as quickly as ketamine, turning one brain chemical from a neural inhibitor into a neural stimulant. And the North Carolina researchers say the benefit lasts 24 hours. But the research comes with a strong warning that reads, There is a danger in self-medicating with alcohol. There's a very fine line between it being helpful and harmful, and at some point, self-medication turns into addiction. Martin Shkreli, the smirky former drug company exec who massively jacked the price of a crucial drug, knows he's the most hated man in America. So Shkreli knew it would be easy to get someone to donate $50,000 to a boy who just survived cancer for a chance to hit him upside the head. From the home office in Florida comes a woman named Katie who won the raffle. Shkreli, who faces fraud charges, says he will now give Katie permission to, quote, repeatedly pummel me in the face, and he says he'll match Katie's 50 grand with another 50 grand of his own. Generosity or publicity stunt? With his wealth, Shkreli could have easily donated the entire hundred grand, and it could be argued it's really other people's money. Martin Shkreli clearly knows he's the most hated man in America. The meek may or may not inherit the earth, but they can win the lottery. In New Zealand, a man in line to buy a lottery ticket couldn't help but notice that another man had just cut in line ahead of him. But our ticket buyer said nothing, made no faces or rude gestures. It's all about the karma, he told himself. When it was finally his turn, he bought a ticket. A few days later, our man learned his ticket was the million-dollar winner. He went back to work and plans to use the money to buy a house. Quoting the winner, the win will make a massive difference to our family. It's all about the karma, he told himself. And finally, people have used all manner of dummies to try to fool the cops into thinking you belong in the carpool lane. In Auburn, Washington, one driver picked a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump's head. Sharp-eyed state troopers recognized the familiar face and pulled over the driver. The fine could be huge, but as cardboard cutouts go, it was the best and like you've never seen before. I'm Buzz Burbank. Have a great weekend. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back Monday with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.